Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Right, everybody, it's Friday. We made it to the weekend. I don't know if you have plans or if you're just going to relax or whatever you're doing, but I'm so glad that we have the wonderful thing called the weekend. <laughs> All right, I am going to teach you something. Yes, Cassie's already always ready to be coached. Um, I'm going to teach you something about resisting the urge to buffer today before we get started. First of all, this is a live coaching call. That means that the people who are being coached today signed up ahead of time to be coached. Brenda is going to be coached. And then because the other person had a family emergency come up who was signed up to be coached, she is not going to be here. So I'm going to be picking someone uh, who is here on the live call to be coached after I coach Brenda. So just so you know what's going on, how that works, if you want to sign up for live coaching, it's every other Friday that you can go and you can sign up for one of 20 spots to be coached live on here so that you can learn and others can learn and we can all benefit together. One of the things that I've heard people say is that they have frustration around not being able to get one of the 20 spots. And what I want to say to you is that the best way to be coached is to coach yourself. And let me explain. I gotta get a drink of water. <clears throat> and I have like a million cough drops here to help me today. Because I got tired of listening to myself cough into the microphone. The best way that you can be coached is to coach yourself. Now, of course, you are going to have a different experience if you are signed up in a coaching spot and you're working with me one-on-one -on, -one on these calls because we're going to be looking at your thoughts. I'm going to be asking you questions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, when you're listening to these calls, whether you're listening live or you're watching the replay on my YouTube channel or you're listening to the replay on the podcast, as you are listening, you might not even realize that you're doing this, but when you're listening to me ask someone a question in their coaching session, your brain is simultaneously coaching itself as you're listening to me coach them. And it's in those moments where you are going to learn so much about yourself. In the coaching programs that I've been a part of in the past, what I set for myself is I like to sit and listen to coaching and self-coach myself in those ways for a month or two before signing up to get coached on it. And I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't do it this way, but my experience has been that as I self-coach myself in this way, and then I bring that model to be coached by someone one-on-one, -on -one, I already have so much information about what I'm really thinking right there at my fingertips. And I get more out of my coaching session in this way. Now, this is not something, again, I'm not saying that like you have to wait one to two months to get coached. I'm not saying that. There's nothing wrong with just 
getting coached on something on the spot that you've never thought about before. But what you might find yourself doing is you get coached on something on the fly and then you get coached on that same thing for several months to, to have, to look at all the different things about it. And it's super, super powerful when you start realizing these patterns in your mind and in yourself. So I just want to share that with you today as we get started in case you've been having any thoughts of I'm so frustrated or feelings of frustration or I can never get a spot or whatever it is. Today, what I noticed is that the spots actually took over an hour to fill up and there were only 14 spots for the next three weeks because I'm taking Labor Day and the next week off after that for vacation. And so I had less spots to give, which I was already feeling guilty about. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I ran a thought model on myself yesterday about it. And I thought, you know what? This is what I have to give. Like, this is what I'm going to give for me to show up and be an amazing coach for these people that are coming to be coached. I don't want to work on Labor Day and I want to be present in my trip to Mexico. And so I'm not going to coach during that time. And I just thought, and it's going to be okay. And they're going to be okay. And so I put 14 spots up and, and they took over an hour to fill where two weeks before they were gone in 45 seconds. The week, the two weeks before that they were gone in five minutes, the two weeks before that it was a half an hour. And I thought, oh my goodness, again, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but my thought was people think they're not going to get a spot. So they didn't even try to get a spot. Right. And so it gave people an opportunity to get a spot that came late or that have been persistent. But I had some people say, I knew I wasn't going to get a spot and I didn't have time to do it right at nine. So I didn't do it at all. Right. And it's like that black and white thinking that we find ourselves in sometimes where we think if I can't do it, all out right then, then I'm not going to do it. Because in the past, you haven't been able to get a spot if you waited more than five minutes, right? But this time was different. And so I just thought I'd share that experience with you all so that you can see that when when you have thoughts that you're not going to get a spot and then you don't go try and get a spot, the result (laughs) is I don't get a spot, right? Where today, if you would have thought, I'm going to try and get a spot and go get a spot, you would have got a spot because they were sitting there for over an hour. So anyway, they're all full now. And the schedule is going to be, it's blocked out from September 6th through the 15th while I'm on vacation. And I am going to be missing you and thinking about you and looking forward to coming back and coaching you on the 16th when I'm home again. Okay. I was self-coaching myself this morning, and this is what I want to share with you today before we get started and dive into coaching. This morning when I was um, getting ready, I just didn't want to work out. One year ago, almost to the day, I started doing six for six, which is working out 30 minutes of exercise six days a week, every single week. And I am someone who has always said, I hate exercise. I I don't like it. I don't do it. Like I hate it. And so for me to start exercising was a big deal, but I felt motivated to do it. And so I thought I'll just work out today. This is a year ago. And then I thought I'll work out again tomorrow. And I just took it one day at a time. And the very first week that I did six for six, exactly a year ago, 
the thoughts that I had in my mind were, this is unhealthy. This is unnatural. Nobody can do this. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this even a month from now, let alone a year from now. This is totally unduplicatable. No one can put this much time into exercise. This is crazy. But I just went ahead and did it anyway because... I don't know why. I just was like, I'm just going to do this, right? So I went ahead and I did it anyway. I just took it one week at a time. And here I am a year later, and I can't even imagine not exercising every day, but I still have the urge to sometimes buffer out of doing it, which is what happened this morning. I didn't want to exercise. All I wanted to do was just sit and work and get things done. I had a list of things that I needed to get done. And so for an hour, I buffered. I have this protocol that I work out from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. every day. I don't schedule meetings over it. I don't go leave my house during that time. Like that's my committed time. That's my protocol. And I ran late on a call that I had at nine o'clock. It went to 1030. And then I thought, I just need to get a few things done. And then it went to 11 a.m. And I thought, oh my gosh, my call's at noon. There's no way I can exercise. I'm just going to skip it today. And I, and I had this urge to go buffer with work. I was like, I'll just get work done. I'll just go get ready and I'll just work. And I should be working. That's what I should be doing right now. I just, I'll skip exercise. It's fine. I've already worked out four days. I'll work out tomorrow. I'll be five days. That's plenty. That's good. It's okay. And then I was like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? Why am I trying to get out of exercise? And it was because I didn't want to do my arm workout. I didn't want to do my arm day. And I skipped it. I skipped arm day on Monday too. And I skipped it again on Wednesday. And then I skipped it again today. But in my mind, I was in very black and white thinking. If I'm not going to do arm day, I should just skip exercise altogether. If I don't have an hour to give, I should just skip it all together. And then all of a sudden I had this realization as I was thought coaching myself through it, that I just wanted to go down and run for 30 minutes. And I was just going to go and I was going to do that. And, and I was going to be uncomfortable doing it because what I wanted to do was buffer and work because that would give me instant joy. I didn't want to have to wait for a half an hour after exercise to feel good. I just wanted to have it now. So I resisted the urge. I got my work. I already had my workout clothes on. I was like, I'm in my workout clothes already. I'll just go down and I'll start going and I'll just get it done. And at the end of it, I had this realization that I almost didn't do it because all or nothing black and white thinking. If I'm not going to do my arms and my exercise, then I just shouldn't do it all together. And when I was, when I was running, what I was thinking about was I was so proud of myself that I resisted the urge. Urges are something that we have that come to us from our lower brain, our primitive brain that you hear me talk about. And urges are things that we feel right before we have our prefrontal cortex make the decision to take action and do it, right? Urges come from feelings. So I felt um, when, when I was wanting to exercise, at the time, I was feeling defeated because I didn't exercise during my protocol time. I missed my time that I had scheduled. My circumstance was workout, right? 
my thought was I missed my time. I felt defeated. I had the urge to work. And I did for a little bit, for an hour, I gave into that urge. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to, I had the urge to shower, urge to shower and get ready. And skip it. And I thought that's where I recognized I was buffering. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm buffering. I want to go work out. I'm going to go work out. So I literally right here, I was like, took the big black marker and I was like, nope, I'm going to resist the urge to skip it. And that's when I realized that I have been resisting the urge to skip my workouts for a year. And when you resist an urge 100 times, what happens is it has less and less power over you. And at 100 times, not even in a row, you can make a mistake. Like, let's say you're like day one, day two, day three. Oh, day four, I gave in to an urge. Then day five is just your fourth time right? It's not like I fell off the wagon. I'm over. No, it's 100 times from start to finish. Even if you make mistakes along the way, 100 times that you resist the urge to buffer, avoid negative emotion, whatever it is for you. Like if you feel sad and you always eat a chocolate when you feel sad, if you resist the urge 100 times When you resist the urge 100 times to buffer with your chocolate or your wine or your Netflix, and you just sit in that feeling of defeat and you ask yourself, where in my body do I feel defeat? What does it feel like? Where is it? Is it fast or slow? What color is it? And you sit and you process and notice that emotion. When you do that, you are resisting the urge to buffer. And that's the only thing I ever want you to resist. Resist buffering. We don't want to resist our emotions because then they just get bigger and more of a problem. But when we can resist the urge to buffer something 100 times, they no longer have power over us. We take our power back. And that is where we change our lives. And that's what we're going to do here today is I'm going to show you what your brain is doing by asking you a series of questions. And then you are going to figure out all the answers to everything that's going on in your life and how you want to change it by the questions, by answering the questions that I ask you. And then you're going to get off this Zoom and you're going to think about everything we talked about. And you're going to notice when you're buffering. And you're going to begin to have power over yourself to resist the urge to buffer. And you might even figure it out like me, where I realized, oh my gosh, I'm totally buffering right now. I'm buffering defeated. I just need to go exercise. So that's what I want to do, right? Because I have this goal to exercise six days a week, every single week. And you can change your life doing this. I am a way healthier and happier version of myself now a year later 
because I have resisted the urge to skip a workout for a year, more than 100 times, which is why today I was like, nope, here we go. Because it no longer has power over me. And that is amazing. And we can do it with everything in our life, not just workouts, but with food, with alcohol, with our business, with our relationships that are causing trouble in our lives. We can do it with everything. Okay, Brenda, you are up and I'm going to coach you now. What can I help you with today? Um, So that was really good. And I think it fits in a lot of what I'm dealing with. I think um, my primitive brain definitely has a lot of control. And a lot of areas. So one of the things that I was thinking about is like at the end of last month when we had the dollar sale, I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell everybody I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I didn't. And then I get really frustrated with myself. So then when they extended it from the 1st to the 15th, I'm always like, okay, now I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to do it. And then I don't do it. And I get consistently frustrated. So I feel like I'm the most frustrated optimist that I know because I, I keep thinking, okay, I'm going to do it, but I hit like this wall and I, I don't know if it is the buffering. I've only listened to a couple of these or what, but I feel like something just stops me from doing it. So like I heard, um, I think it was Jennifer Leith who said something like, don't be upset with the results that you didn't get from the work that you didn't do. And I feel like But I do, I get frustrated, but I know I am not putting in the results. So, I mean, the the work, so something's stopping me from doing the work and then I get frustrated. So I, like I said, I get super excited, like I'm going to do it. And I say to myself all the time, like, okay, okay, I'm going to start. But I also feel like I'm a tomorrow person, like how you would say, okay, I'm going to put it off. I'm like, okay, well, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start the beginning of the week. I'll start the beginning of the month. Um, And I don't. When's the last time you had the thought, I'm a tomorrow person? Um, Can you give me an example of when you've used it? I know you said you alluded to it a little bit about, you know, I was going to do it. And then the, the, you know, the extended thing was to the 15th. And on the first, I was like, I'm going to do it. Why didn't you do it on the first? I I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I've been trying to kind of figure out if I have this idea that I won't be successful and I stop because this is my sixth business and I've never really been successful in a business. So I feel like like when somebody, you know, is like diamond or diamond reenter, I'm like, oh, like I'm super excited for them. But I have this sense like, Like I, and then I say to myself, which I know is not a good thing to say, like, I can't even keep gold. Like I went gold a couple of years ago and I don't hit it, but then again, I'm not doing the work. So I feel like I can't even do this. So I, I think maybe I have something like I can't do it or it'll never happen or I'll never make it work. So it's not just the business, even though I want to focus on the business, but it, it goes into other areas of my life too. Like Well, and one of the things that you said to me is I'm just a tomorrow person and you think you're telling me something about yourself. And I know you're just telling me a thought that you're choosing to have about yourself. Do you see the difference? So like I'm already telling you I am, even though I don't have to be. You think you're telling me a fact about your personality. You're like, I'm a tomorrow person. You should know this about me. 
Like I love when people are like, I'm an eight, I'm a three. I don't know what that means because I don't study the Enneagram, but I, I, they've told me I'm a three, right? I like people code. So I'm a red, I'm a red yellow, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. On the, on the um, MLM, the four colors, I'm a, um, a red blue, but everyone thinks I'm a blue red. Cause when I'm insecure, my secondary color comes out, which means, and like, Again, if you don't know any of these things, you're like, you're speaking in code. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm driven by money, power, uh, achievement, success, control. And then when I'm feeling insecure, I, uh, I talk a lot. I'm super social. I'm bubbly. I like to travel only when the work's done, though, which is why I'm primary red right? So the reason why I bring this up to you is when we tell people these things about ourselves, we think we're just telling you about our personality. We're like, yeah, yeah, I'm a tomorrow person. I just am. This is just, it's innately in me. It's in my DNA. I'm a tomorrow person. I used to tell people I'm not a planner. I just, I like to fly by the seat of my pants. It's just who I am. And I would think I'm telling you about me so you can know who I am. But all I was telling you is the story and the the thoughts that I have about myself. And so right now you tell me I'm a tomorrow person. And in your brain, you're like, I am. I'm a tomorrow person. I know this about myself. This is my manual that I have for myself. And I just want everybody to know I'm a tomorrow person. This is a fact about me, but it's not. It's just a thought you're having about yourself to describe who you think you are. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the sale was extended to the 15th of the month and you thought to yourself, I'm going to do it now, or I'm going to do it by the 15th. No, like I'm going to do it. Like I'm constantly for, for that. I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to do it. it. Just, I'm going to do it. There wasn't like a by the 15th or it was just, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's like, okay, now I'm going to do it. Okay. Now I'm going to do it. So you think now I'm going to do it. And then what did you feel in that moment when you're like, now I'm going to do it? Um, hopeful. Okay. And from a place, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I don't think the negative hit in. So I think at the at the beginning, I'm like, okay, I'm hopeful. I can do this. I can make this work. Mm-hmm. I've got this until the lack of action. Like it's the thought process, I'm good. No, no, this is so interesting because I was waiting for you to, I was gonna, this was, I was gonna ask you this if you weren't gonna give it to me willingly. So I love that your brain just like took us there. This is so cool. Um, so your thought is now I'm going to do it. And then you're like, yeah, it's because of the lack of action that I don't do it. It's not. It's because then you have another thought. After it. Because actions only come from feelings. So if you think now I'm going to do it and I feel hopeful. And then let's say you just hypothetically. When you're feeling hopeful about now I'm going to do it, my guess is that you might be buffering with something. Like you might be like, I'm going to do it, but I'm a, but but I don't think I can actually do it. And so that makes me feel a negative emotion. So I'm going to do other things today and I'll get to it tomorrow. 
Is that I happening? I think that's the part that's not the conscious part, like that I can't do it. Like I've never been able to do it. What makes me right. think I can do it now? So I go from being hopeful to no action where I think you're right. Something's got to make me, because otherwise I'd be right. like, okay, I'm going to do the action. Let's call some people. Right, right. If you If you took action from this feeling of hopeful, we would. But what I think is happening is I think you're interrupting yourself in that place with a new thought. And what I want to know is when you feel hopeful, what do you think next? You offered one thought that was you're never going to be able to do it. Is that what you think next or is there something else there? Um, I don't know. And I don't know how much time is lapsed. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. Um, and we could pick any, we could pick any thought. Like the one that you choose the most sounds like you could never do this. Yeah. And I, I think it might be like, I've maybe I've never been successful. What makes me think I can do it now? Okay. I've never been successful is the thought we're going to go with. What makes me think I could do it now is a question. And when you ask yourself a question, your mind answers it with another thought. And it doesn't matter what that thought is because all thoughts lead to Rome. Okay. We could pick any thought and we could put it in the model and it's going to show us what's going on. That's the amazing thing about the model, right? Mm -hmm. And when I say the models, you know what I mean? What I'm referring yeah, to. I've listened to a couple. So okay. The model is what I did for you here. C-T-F-A-R, right? Mm -hmm. Circumstance, thought, feeling, action, results. Okay. Any problem, any fact, we can put it in the circumstance line. And then we have a thought about it. And then that brings a feeling and we take action from that feeling. And then we get a result, right? So we want to see what is coming from this thought that you're choosing. I've never been successful before. Okay. And when you have that thought, I've never been successful at this before, what do you feel? Um, probably it goes back to just disappointed because I, I don't feel like I've really tried. Like, um, I think it's a protection to say, oh, I never really tried. So then. I'm not that good. Like, for instance, I played the piano for years, but I used to always say, oh, I'm not that good because I never really practiced. And I don't know if it was a protection to say, well, if I really practiced and I wasn't very good, then I'd have no excuse. So the excuse kind of protects me from saying, well, I did my best and I still wasn't successful. I can always say, well, I really never did my best. But I, yeah. And when you, when you think I've never been successful before and you feel disappointed, what do you do? Um, sometimes eat chocolate. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of this whole buffer thing. Um, I used to take naps all the time, but I don't take naps anymore because of the pink drink. But um Probably nothing. Scroll social media, read, like, um, go see what my kids are doing. So eat chocolate, scroll social media, check on kids. 
And what are you not doing when you feel disappointed? Um, What are you avoiding? Like doing, like calling people, checking back, like the whole IPA thing, like. um, Avoid calling people, avoid sending messages. Do you post on social media during these times? Not when I'm you not feel consistent. disappointed. Yeah, I'm not consistent in that. That's one of the whole things is I want to be consistent in a lot of things. That and it's not like I don't have the time because for the last 18 months I really haven't worked and <laughs> I've had a lot of time. I just don't, I haven't used it well. So judging self a little bit here as well right? Not using my time well, as if there's a better way to be using our time, right? Right. You're like, there is Emily, there is. Well, if I want to be successful in my business to put the time in, but it's, I, I used to always say I have like this magical thinking, like I'm not going to have to do the work and all of a sudden I'm going to be successful, which I know is not really realistic. Well, and, but. and having compassion for yourself around that, because of course you would think that because most people don't share their struggle along the path to success. They just, they, they show you when they start and then you see them successful in the end. And you're like, oh, they're like an overnight success story. And what you're not seeing is them staying up till 2 a.m., studying their life coaching manual, and then crying for two hours because you can't figure out how to make your plan, how to make your Calendly email list get into your Flowdesk email list so you can send your email out on time to your email list, right? Like, I was just thinking about this this morning, how it's so easy to share the scar but it's a lot harder to share the wound and the scab as it heals, right? Mm-hmm. And is that, isn't, isn't that such an opportunity for us to give compassion to ourselves when we're in the wound scab phase where you are right now, where you mm-hmm. haven't reached the success you want to reach? And instead we like beat ourselves up for it. We're like, I've never been this successful at this before. Like, what would I, what am I even thinking that I could do this again? Right. And we're, we're in the wound and the scabbing and we're beating ourselves up for it. Mm -hmm. When really anyone that's ever been successful has literally gone through the same thing that you're going through. They've never been successful before at this. Mm. Right. Right. And so when you, when the sales extended to the 15th of the month and you think I've never been successful before and you feel disappointed and then you eat chocolate, you scroll social media, you check on the kids, you avoid calling people, avoid sending messages, avoid social media posting, and you judge yourself. And then what comes from that? Um, not the result I want. Like it doesn't help my business. I'm not successful. Right. It actually makes it come true, I guess. Exactly. Because what we know here in beyond the rank is that whatever thought we choose, it 
always shows up in our result line. Hmm. It's, it's, it's an eternal truth. Whatever thought you have is going to show up in your result line every single time. Nobody else can be in our result line, but ourselves. So if you're trying to figure out as you're self-coaching yourself, if you're trying to figure out what is my result line, I don't know what my result is. I know what my thought is. I know what my feeling is. I know what my actions are. I don't know what my result is. What's my result? I need Emily to figure out my result. This is something that's so normal for people that are learning how to coach themselves. And I have like hundreds of models in my, my workbook where I just have had like empty R lines. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I did, then I did a model on myself. It's like, can't in my action line was can't find the R line. And I ran a model on it, right? The whole reason why I share this with you is so that you can see that anytime you're struggling to get the R line, just start with, I fill in the blank or I'm right. So your thought is I've never been successful before. And every time you choose that thought, what shows up in your result line? I'm not successful. Now, we could even say, I'm not successful now. Mm -hmm. Look, I was right. Yep. Exactly. So powerful that you just picked that up right there. Mm -hmm. What do you think about all of this? Well, I think we want to be right. (laughs) But even if it's not what we really want. And I think there's a lot of times where we want two things at one time. And so we have to figure out which to get the power to the one that we really want. Because I've been thinking about that. Like, what do we want now versus what do we want most? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, it's like the what do I want now overrides what do I want most? It has. What part of your brain is doing that, Brenda? Oh, that's that primitive brain. It's really strong. <laughs> Yes and no. It's your primitive brain that wants it now. Mm-hmm. It's your prefrontal cortex that just told you, if we want it in the future, we have to do something about it now. Because it's your prefrontal cortex that can think about its own thinking. And it's your lower primitive brain that's like, hmm, I've never been successful before. Doesn't seem efficient to put energy into this right now because we're not getting anything from it right now. So let's just have some chocolate, scroll social media, check on the kids, avoid calling the people, avoid sending the message, avoid posting. And and also let's just judge ourselves too while we're at it. Might as well. Seems useful. Keeping us safe. Danger is ahead. I can feel it because this feeling of disappointed feels dangerous because hundreds of thousands of years ago, danger feeling was there to keep us from getting killed by the lion outside the cave we lived in. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now totally not useful. And what I loved that you said is you talked about this idea of you right now and you in the future. And here is something super, super powerful. Now, and future. Your primitive brain is going to make decisions as this person here right now. It's only thinking in the now. 
It's like, how are we feeling now? How can we feel better right now? And how can we be more comfortable, avoid discomfort and seek pleasure now, now, now? I want it now. It's like Veruca salt in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This is your Veruca, right? Mm -hmm. And in order for you to get from Veruca salt version of you now, I want it now. You guys know, right? You guys, I love, I am so cute. We love that movie. Then you have to take all these steps to get to future version of yourself here. And the way that we do that is we make decisions as if we are her already for us right now. Because if we let the now version of us make decisions, we're going to keep getting the now version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But when we make decisions from the person who we want to be, how she would make the decision, then we slowly get closer to her. It's inevitable that we become her, in fact. This is so powerful in our business because. When we make a decision, for example, did you say you're a gold ambassador right now? Mm-hmm. What if well, I haven't kept the ring, but yes, gold is the highest I've hit. Fine, fine. What if you started making decisions? Like, how would a, a, sen- a senior gold or a ruby ambassador work their business every single day? When you envision yourself as senior gold or ruby, right? 50 to a hundred people on your team. When you envision yourself having 50 to a hundred people on your team, what does that future version of yourself do in her action line? What is she doing? Like calling her team and reaching out and sponsoring new people and, um, So she's calling her team. She's reaching out. She's sponsoring people. And the version of you now is not doing that. Right. Like I've heard where sometimes one time somebody sponsored like 14 people a month. And I thought, I am not even talking. Like if I want to sponsor 14 people, I need to be talking to more than 14 people, you know, but sometimes I talk to three and I'm like, oh, they're all three signing up. And then they don't. And then I don't have anybody. So I definitely need to increase that funnel and talk more. And I think that the higher you up, you know, you need to be talking to more people. Right. And if you want to be that person who has 50 to 100 people ordering on their team, then we have to make decisions as if we are already her. And our actions have to be doing what we think she would already be doing every day. Mm-hmm. Right? A perfect example of this. Right now, I'm making zero dollars in my coaching company that you guys are all getting for free. Zero. But I am giving you a program of someone who makes $50,000 a month in her coaching program because that's who I want to be a year from now. Mm-hmm. So, in order for me to be able to get to that person, I have to give you what that person would give to you at that level right now. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for your business. 
you have to make your decisions from your prefrontal cortex of the person that you want to be that has 50 to 100 people ordering on your team. And everything that you think she would do to have 50 to 100 people ordering on her team, that's what you need to be doing now. But your primitive lower brain is like, "Mm, chocolate sounds better. Right, or I'll start tomorrow. Yeah, I'll start tomorrow because I'm a tomorrow person. Is this version of yourself that has 50 to 100 people on your team, is she a tomorrow person? No. Interesting. And how do we get from your version now to your future self? And that's the good question because I feel like the now person has so much control that I give in to that person instead of going, okay, well, I want to react like the future person to to make a decision based on them it's like well but now i want my chocolate you know and how not to give so in we're to also that. sort of victimizing ourselves in our action line are we not so why because you're like oh i'm such a victim of this person i am right now oh okay do you know what i'm saying you're mm-hmm. like giving away all of your power to, to her. We're going to speak about you in third person because we have this amazing adapted prefrontal cortex. So we can look at ourselves from across the room and be like, Oh, I am doing that. And we can look at it as like an out of body experience, right? It's what separates us from the animals. We get, we can do that. Our brains have the power to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're, you're looking at yourself and you're like, and I have no control over it because this is just who I am. And we're vic- we're like a victim of ourself when we do that. Do you see that? Yeah. And I liked how you said earlier about resisting the urge like a hundred times because I struggle with resisting the urge. But then if I resist like five times, I think, oh, I'm going to give in, just give in and then start over, <laughs> like, which I yeah. know is a stupid way to think because oh, then that- it's like I get to start fresh because I love new beginnings. But there you are judging yourself know. again right? You're like, oh, it's such a stupid way to think. That keeps us here in our now version of ourself. Mm -hmm. But your future version of yourself would be like, of course you think that way because you're thinking as someone who doesn't have 20 people ordering on her team. There's something so much better ahead. Just think like your future version of yourself and you'll get there, right? So Mm -hmm. when I ask you that question, how do we get from your version of yourself now to your version of yourself that has 50 to 100 people ordering on your team? You make decisions as if you are already her. Mm -hmm. And what are the things you told me she does every day? Tell me again. Well, she calls her team. I don't know every day, but like once a week or, and then um, like, I want to get better with customer service. So call my customers. I don't know, once a month, like reach out to people. And I, sometimes when I reach out, like I really love sharing and um, I get super excited about it, but 
I don't know if somewhere in my brain, I think they're not going to sign up. So then I don't do it. I mean, I don't know. There's definitely some blockage to get me to go to that future self. Yeah. And you want to know what that blockage is? Sure. It's the thought I've never been successful before. That's it. Do you see you're choosing it? Um, I don't want to choose it. But you are. Mm-hmm. Why are you choosing that thought? Um, I heard somebody say you don't let people say I don't know. Because <laughs> I would say I don't know. Let's take um, a guess. Why am I choosing I don't know if I'm afraid I won't do a good job if I am successful. Like it's a protection thing. Afraid of failure? Yeah. So you're choosing that thought. I've never been successful before because I'm afraid to fail. Yeah, like would I be a good leader? Would people be disappointed in me? What's the upside of asking those questions? Is there an upside? Um, probably like learning and saying that's not true. Yes, but every time you ask a question, your brain is going to answer it. So there's useful questions. And then there's questions that it's like, why am I even asking myself that question? Right? Like, it's like, oh my gosh, is anyone going to sign up for my program when I launch it? My brain's like, no. What is the upside of asking myself that question? Nothing. Zero. There is zero upside for even having that conversation with myself. Because you're already pre-deciding it's negative. Right. And so instead I'm like, you know what? It's going to be awesome. And the people that want this, they're going to find it. And I'm going to work with them. And it's going to change their life. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, you say, I'm choosing the thought. I've never been successful before because I'm afraid of failure. But every time you choose the thought, I've never been successful before, your result line is, I'm not successful now or I fail now. a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. Why are you choosing this thought? Do you want to keep choosing this thought? I've never been successful before. No. What else is also true? Um, I know you said you've done six companies and you've never been successful before, (laughs) but I doubt that you've had zero success in your whole entire life. So where have you been successful before? Um, well, I lead Bible studies and I think I'm pretty good at that. I was, I think I was a good therapist. Well, that cracks me up too, because I used to teach mindset. I was a therapist for years. Um, I've been married for 26 years. That's an success. <laughs> um, I raised three really good kids, even though 
thanks to the Lord for that. I don't know. I say I don't take credit or blame how my kids turn out. (laughs) So, and they're older. So you have been successful at Bible study, at being a therapist, married 26 years. That is extremely impressive. And at raising my three children. That is all also true about you. Mm -hmm. So you've done six other businesses and you haven't reached the level of success that you wanted. So you tell yourself, I've never been successful before. And that leads you to the result of I'm not successful now, or I fail now. And I'm committed to holding on to this thought because I'm afraid of failure. Yeah. So I need to change that initial thought to I can be successful. Because what else is also true about you? Um, I want to be successful. I want to help and other you've people. you've already been successful at Bible study and being a therapist and married for 26 years and raising three children. Have you not? hmm So if you could be successful at all of those things, is it possible that you could also be successful in your network marketing business? If I put the work into it and stop thinking it's magical. Well, you're thinking I've never been successful before. And when you choose that, you feel disappointed. And then your actions are, I eat chocolate. I victimize myself. I scroll social media. I check on kids. I avoid calling people. I avoid sending messages. I avoid social posting and I judge myself. So choosing this thought, we already know, we already know how the story ends. Right. And we know what's in your action line. And in order to change our actions, we can't just like decide to change our actions. We have to change our belief. Mm -hmm. And our belief is our thought. And if it were so easy to just swap our thought, everybody would do it. And we'd have all these successful people walking around saying life is easy. Right. So in order to change the thought, we have to question the belief. I've asked you, do you want to believe I've never been successful before? And you said, no, I don't want to believe that anymore. What do you want to, and that's when I asked you, what else, what else is true? And you said, I, I've, I was successful at Bible study or I'm successful at Bible study. I was a successful therapist. I'm successful at marriage. I am successfully raised three children. Right. And you even had humility there saying, and it was with God's help. Right. And so what do you want to believe about yourself? If all of that is also true. Um, I want to believe that I can be successful and I can build a team and I can make better decisions and not give in to impulses <laughs> and always eat chocolate instead of um, whatever. But but to make a decision and to follow through with it, like I can do it. Like my past and not giving in doesn't dictate my future decisions. Well, and we know that if we just tell your brain, just, just need to think positive thoughts. Like you just need to tell yourself every day, I can build a team because your lower brain's going to be like, this is such a lie. You're so full of crap. 
right? Because we don't believe it yet. So we need a bridge. We need to walk across a bridge. We got to get from here to here. And we can't use the thought, I've never been successful before to get to here, your future version of yourself. Because we know that we, we fail if we, what we're doing right now, right? So we need a bridge. We need a bridge thought to get from what we're believing now to what we want to believe then, which is I can be successful and I can build a team. But what can we start to believe right now that can help us walk over the bridge? We call it a bridge thought. And what we can start to believe now, like, could we say, I've been successful in Bible study and therapy, or I've been successful, I've been successfully married for 26 years. And if I can do that, I can totally do this. <laughs> okay. Is there is there one of those three, Bible study, therapist, marriage, children, that you feel like would be good to put into that bridge thought for that example? I was trying to figure out which one was consistent with, I mean, they all kind of take work, but like that whole concept of not putting off till tomorrow, like doing it today. And I'm not sure I can bridge that. Um, Was it easy to be married for 26 years? Was that like an overnight success? No, it's still not even easy. Okay. So there's not instant gratification in being married for 26 years. No. What about Bible study? Um, I feel like that was fairly easy. I feel like. Um, How long have you I, done it? For 20 years. Is it easy to do it? Is it weekly, monthly? How often do you do it? Um, well, I used to have cerebral, but I have two and I used to have like three or four, but it's weekly, but it comes pretty easy to me. So Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have to, because I used to like lead co-group therapy and, Mm -hmm. you know, with work on psych field, I feel like it's fairly easy. But doing something every week for 20 years. Easy. Um, yeah, it was. Okay. Raising three children. Um, not all the time, even though they're older. So it was harder when they were younger, but sometimes I miss some of the things about being younger because they're all, they're 18, 20 and 23 now. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty independent, Mm -hmm. which actually frees me up because I'm not, I don't, I don't have to take care of little kids as much anymore. So of these four things, Bible study, therapist, married for 26 years and three children, which one would you say was the most challenging for you? Marriage. Okay. So what if we used that in our bridge thought and we said, if I can be married, write this down. If I can be married for 26 years, then I can figure out how to have success in network marketing, 
Do you believe that that's true? It's okay if you don't. I need to know. Um, maybe in a global sense of being successful, I'm having a hard time seeing how it, that's going to help me like become action oriented instead of a talker tomorrow person. Okay. Because in the marriage, it's not necessarily I have to do like these IPAs every day. Okay. So, so let's, let's look at this. What actions you've already, you've listed out the actions that the version of yourself in the future does to get 50 to a hundred people on, on your team. Right. And that was calls. You call your team one time per week. You call your customers one time per month. You reach out. How are you going to have to feel what emotion, a one word emotion, are you going to have to feel to want to do those things? As consistently as you do your Bible study, take care of your marriage, and take care of your children. What feeling are you going to have to have within you that's going to give you the urge to be like, and I'm going to call my team once a week, and I'm going to call my customers once a month, and I'm going to reach out? Um, That's a good question. And the first thing that came to my mind is hopeful, but I'm not really sure that's really the right answer. Okay. Um, Which one is the right answer? I I know, I know I'm not supposed to say, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I I think like put yourself in that moment where you're sitting down and you are just going to be all in with your business. You're like, I'm going to do this with as much commitment as I give my Bible study and I gave my therapy practice. What feeling are you going to have to feel to like go in all in and do these things regularly? Yeah. Cause commitment's not really a feeling. I don't think like, um, I don't know, maybe excited, but excitement doesn't always stay. Like, I mean, I am committed to my Bible studies and like I do it whether I feel like it or not, particularly when I leave, like I'll stay up till two in the morning and finish all the questions because I have to do it to lead, you know, but like if it's the end of a sale and it doesn't seem right, I'll quit at eight o'clock. Like I don't have that, like that follow through that. I don't know if it's excitement, uh, the dedication. Is that a good word? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we can also do excitement. We can just play with it for a minute. Okay. Let's look at excited, right? If you're excited, you might be able to call your team once a week, call your customers once a month, reach out. And what thought would you have to believe to feel excited regularly? That this is awesome and it's helping people and I'm making a difference. This is awesome. And I'm making a difference are two different thoughts. You only want one. One thought. <laughs> I want one thought that's going to make you feel excited that you believe or that you might be able to believe is true about your business. 
Well, I think it's like I'm getting to help people. Like that's one of the things that I've said that I like. Like I like to do Bible studies because it's helping people with their spiritual health. I liked being a therapist because I help people with their emotional health. And I like doing this because it helps with your physical and your emotional health. So I like helping people. So it gives me the opportunity to do what I'm passionate about with this helping people. So what if we said something like, I'm passionate about helping people or I make a difference every time I show up and work my Plexus business. Either of those resonate with you? I like the, you might have to tell me the first one again. I like the, um, I make a difference when I show up because then I won't make a difference if I don't show up. Mm -hmm. And I want to make a difference. So if I want to make a difference, I have to show up. I make a difference when I show up. And you feel what emotion when you hear that thought? Um, well, hopeful too, but um, positive, happy, hopeful. Excited at all or not excited? We didn't hit it yet. No. Oh. Um, okay. We don't have to, we don't have to, we don't, there's no way to answer it. I'm just wondering if we get excited because when I said, I make a difference when I show up and I looked at your facial expression, it was like, <gasps> like you sat up in your chair a little bit more, your eyes opened a little bit bigger. You were like, <gasps> say that again. Mm. It was like, you were excited. Yeah. And I wondered yeah. if we like hit it on the head there. I don't know why I didn't come up with that. Cause yeah, actually I think so. And so if you can believe I make a difference when I show up and you feel excited from that, then is it possible that you could call your team once a week and call your customers once a month and reach out and do whatever else this version, future version of yourself does that has 50 to hundred people ordering under you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then in your in your result line, I am the difference. So I am the difference versus I make a difference. I make a difference is your thought. Mm. Your result is I am the difference. Ooh. Is it not? Be also, I am different <laughs> from that. I am different. Yes, I am different. I love that you noticed that. That's there's there's so many different results that can we can have like five different possible results that come in a result line, right? I love mm -hmm. that you picked out I am different is your result. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. Because I feel like a bunch of things in my life are sort of all intertwined. And if I could get it, I could get a bunch of them. You know, this whole like not giving in to what I want right now, being consistent, 
doing the action, whether I feel like it or not. You know, I hear people all the time, like draw your line in the sand. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. And I don't know how many times I've drawn my line in the sand. And the reason why you keep having it, again. it, the reason why you keep having to draw your, your, your line in the sand is because you keep picking up the stick. I've never been successful before. Right. You're like, Oh, can't forget to bring you with me. Let's go. Come on. We're going to go together. Here we go. I've never been successful before. And I'm not successful now because I keep picking that thought. Because when I pick that thought, I feel disappointed. Then I eat chocolate. I victimize myself. I scroll social media. I check on my kids. I avoid calling people. I avoid sending messages. I avoid social posting. I judge myself. And my result is I'm not successful now, which means I am going to be this version of myself while I continue choosing this same thought. But instead, if we're like dropping the stick, and picking up a totally different stick, well, that color is not bright enough to be a different. Pick up a totally different stick. The stick that says, I make a difference when I show up. And I see it in my Bible study. And I saw it when I was a therapist. And I see it in my marriage. And I see it in my three children. I make a difference when I show up. Mm-hmm. And when I choose that thought about my business, I'm excited. And then I call my team once a week. I call my customers once a month. I reach out. I do all the things that my future self would do that had 50 to 100 people on my team. Mm -hmm. And then I slowly start to become this future version of myself because I'm making all of my decisions with my prefrontal cortex from this future version of myself. And any time that my now lower brain says, oh, it'd be so much nicer to just have a piece of chocolate though. We can be like, you know what? I'm going to resist the urge to eat that chocolate. And I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to feel disappointed. And I'm going to recognize that I just chose the thought. I've never been successful before. And I just want to take that thought. And I want to be like, you just sit over there and hang on for one second. Shh. Because I make a difference when I show up. And when I pick you, I don't show up. Mm. And I make a difference when I show up. And I'm going to take my power back right here and right now. And I'm going to choose to believe I make a difference when I show up. And every time that you pick that thought, you are going to show up. And in your result line, I am the difference. Mm. Yeah. And and then to say, and I'll do my best, whatever it is, instead of needing that excuse to not do it. Like whatever my best is, but to do it. Yeah. And I think the hard, the thing that, impacts me too is because I'm not young and I think that thought comes in like I've again, been this you way think for you're 40 years. Facts. again right. you think you're telling me facts and you're just telling me your thoughts around it mm-hmm. right you're like but I'm not as young and I'm right. gonna say to you so what yeah They're you have way more you have way more wisdom than I do 
And just because I've done something for 40 years doesn't mean I need to keep doing it for the next 20 years or whatever. Right. It might have served you until now. And now there's something else that can serve you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super powerful, Brenda. It was good. Wow. I am like just loving what your brain did today. (laughs) Incredible. Well, and I like how you said, you know, instead of just saying, oh, well, I am successful. And then your brain is going, well, that's not true that you break it down each time and say, I don't need that thought, you know, and it's almost like to say, okay, well, it might've served me in the past, but it's not serving me now. And I'm going to like, let you go. And I'm going to pick up a different thought. Yeah. That's, that's how we get from you now to you in the future. And when we make mistakes, like right here, we're like, oh, mistake. There I go again. Thinking I've never been successful before. Ate some chocolate. Checked on the kids. Then we just go, it's okay. I make a difference when I show up. I'm going to show up right now. And what's that going to look like? And you're going to know the answer to that in that moment because your brain actually does have all the answers. And if you hear yourself say, oh, I don't know, just chocolate, kids, avoid business, victimize self. And that's when you're going to be like, okay, let's just take a guess, self. Let's just take a guess. I make a mistake. I believe this old thought. I pick up this old stick of I've never been successful before. I'm eating the chocolate. I'm sitting here buffering. And I know that when I make, I make a difference when I show up. And what does that look like? And your brain goes, we don't know. Get another chocolate. <laughs> and you can be like, let's just take a guess. How about we just take a guess? And then whatever your brain comes up with, you try it. Mm -hmm. And you can look for examples of what it looks like by what would I do in my Bible study if I had this thing coming up? What would I do in my marriage? What did I do in my therapy practice? What would I do with my kids? I mean, I can't imagine that you were a perfect parent to three children. I mean, I want to believe that you are because you look very lovely and very kind. But my guess is that you made mistakes in your parenting. Still do. Still do, right? All parents know this. Unless you don't have children and then you're like, I would never do that. I would be the (laughs) perfect parent. Then you have kids and you're like, oh, that's so funny. I swore I would never let my kids go to sleep with chocolate milk in their (laughs) sippy cup at five years old. So funny what we do when we're desperate. Right. (laughs) Just sleep. I don't care where you sleep or how you sleep. Just sleep, please. I'll give you whatever you want. Right? Yeah. So I have a question. One of the things that I was thinking about doing is either trying to find an app or schedule where it, I counted like the days that I did something. So if I like, I'm not good at this exercise, you know, this experience, like 
like keep it. And then if I got to day 12, then I don't want to start back at zero. And so it would motivate me. But I liked how you put that. Like, I'm wondering if I go back, it's almost like a punishment thing. Like I'm back to the beginning instead of just picking up where I left off and starting. Like I missed day 12 and day 13 (laughs) becomes day 12. Because I was like, okay, well, I don't want to go back to day one, but I've never really picked that up. But I'm wondering now if maybe that's not the best idea. Okay. So what if you did this? What if you got an urge jar and you just had it out on your counter, an urge, an urge jar, just get like a, a glass Mason jar or whatever you have around your house. Doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And then you get those, like, I don't know, those like just anything. It'd be marbles. It could be those like annoying, fuzzy things that my kids bring home from school that they earn from their teachers. And then I just throw them away. And I'm like, I don't know where it went. I just like disappeared into thin air. I don't know. (laughs) Get some of those. And every time you just drop one in, you never dump it out. You drop it in until there's a hundred in there. Hmm. When I have the urge to do something else besides what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're like, I want that chocolate right now because I've never been successful at this before. And I had three people just quit. The three people that were going to sign up, they all didn't sign up. And um, yeah, I am never going to be successful at this. And I am super disappointed. And what would make me feel so much better right now is a piece of chocolate and for sure going and checking on my kids. Yeah. And you just sit there and you're like, nope. You draw a big fat black line through your feeling of disappointment, not, not through disappointment, but between your feeling and your action line, big fat line. Uh, Like one of the, the ways that I described this on a call I think it was last week, like Lord of the Rings, where Gandalf is like, you shall not pass. Do you know the movie? Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. I've seen Lord of the Beans, but. (laughs) (laughs) I have not seen that one, but I love Lord of the Rings. And in it, in it, he's like telling this evil antagonist in the movie, like, you will not Pass us. I will protect these people. If uh, you said you're, um, you know, in your Bible study, you can look at this as like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> um, like there's examples in the scriptures of this all the time, right? Like I'm sure you can think of some in your mind where like he put the stake in and parted the Red Sea, and it was like we are going, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you're like you have this feeling of disappoint of of disappointed. And then you're like, yep, time for a piece of chocolate. Time to check on the kids. Time We got to do something else right now. We got to get out of this feeling of disappointed. And instead, you're just like, you shall not pass. We're going to sit here. We're going to feel disappointed. We're not going to do anything about it. I'm going to ask myself, where is it in my body? Is it fast or slow? What color is it? I'm going to notice you. And I'm going to notice everything about you. I'm going to just sit here and feel disappointed. And as you sit and feel it, the urge to get the chocolate, the urge to check on the kids will eventually 
pass. Might take five minutes, might take 10 minutes. It will eventually pass. Or you will get up and you will do something else. But the urge for the chocolate, the urge to call the kids, the urge to go and scroll social media will go away. Just like this morning, the urge to work. I was like, oh my gosh, all I want to do is work right now. I don't want to go work out. I just want to work. And I was like, we're going to go and we're going to get on the treadmill. And I put on some music and I was like, here we go. We're going to work out. This is so great. And by the end, I was like, I don't want to work. I want to shower. I want to get ready. I want to get on my call. The urge went away. Mm -hmm. And you take all your power back in your thought line. Right now you're giving it all away. You're like, see, I've never been successful before. So I'm not successful now. Yep. Yep. Why even try? I know it's not going to happen. Right. 100%. Mm -hmm. Or you take all your power back when you say, I make a difference when I show up. Mm -hmm. It's always in your thought. If you're like, why is this happening to me? Because of my thoughts. Why am I stuck? Because of my thoughts. Take accountability for that. And then have compassion for yourself when you do it. And when you make a mistake, be like, I cannot wait to tell Emily about my mistake. She's going to think this is so cool because she's going to be like, look what your brain did there. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. And then we'll get to like dissect it and play with it and figure it out and find out your results. Mistakes are the best thing ever because they teach us. Right. But a lot of times we use it as ways to beat ourselves up and that's not helpful. I like how you say be compassionate for yourself because. Start with compassion of self and then curiosity. Mm -hmm. Why did I do that? Do I want to do that? And if we say, I don't know, be like, take a guess. Mm -hmm. Just take a guess. Right. And I have the ability to change if I want to. Like, I don't have to. Yep. I don't have to keep that thought or keep picking up that stick. Yep. Right. You've but totally I think it got this. Yeah. It just happens so quick. Right. Too. You feel that, that, yeah. But now I know that I'll stop it. happens it. so quick, which is why you need to keep coming back to coaching and listening to coaching on the podcast or in the YouTube channel or wherever you, wherever you get to hear this most often. I tell people that I always listen to coaching while I exercise, except today I didn't. I listened to music. but I usually listen to coaching while I'm exercising every day because it helps you to have more awareness Mm -hmm. when it's a daily practice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because our thoughts really do. Cause sometimes it's easy to think, well, am I not calling them because I'm pre-deciding they're not going to join as opposed to thinking, well, what if they will? So I, I do know our thoughts always get in the way and it's so easy to think negative and, but I don't have to. I or, well, and, and then it's like, is it, is this easy to think negative or is this hard? Like, then you get to go into curiosity with yourself there and be like, it's actually really hard to think negative. It's making me miserable and keeping me from the things I want. Mm. Right. So there's a thought error there. And Mm -hmm. then you start noticing where your thought errors come in. And even when you are a skilled coach of yourself and you're, you can see it in other people before they can see it in themselves. And you've done it for years and years. You'll still be like, 
Oh my goodness. Look what I did there. Because you have a human brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely easier to see it in other people. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's why people are like, I don't need to get coached. I am just going to listen to coaching because that is way more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. They're like, avoid the discomfort. Just listen to everybody else get coached. Yeah. That then I'll, then I'll just buffer by listening to coaching all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to tell you guys is please come and get coached, sign up for coaching. Don't let those spots sit available. Mark your calendar when it's time fight for a spot. It's so worth it. Mm-hmm. So worth it. Don't miss and it. It does happen because I remember the first time you had signups, it was gone in like like a minute or whatever. Right. But I kept coming back and look, it works. So it works. Not giving yep. up. Yep. And then if you don't get the spot, you get to choose what you think about that. You can be like, oh, see again. Oh gosh, so dumb. I don't even know why I come here. I always think I'm gonna get one. I never got one. Those are all your thoughts that you're choosing to have about it. And then you're like frustrated, and then you're like, forget it, I'm done with this. Right. Or you can be like, so cool. I'm going to get to listen to 14 people. I'm going to listen to 20 people. It's going to be awesome. So excited. I'm going to self-coach myself as I listen to all those people. And maybe I'll work through my issue that I thought I needed coaching on, on my own. And then I'll have something totally brand new to get coached on when I finally do get a spot. And then the other thing I'm going to introduce here pretty soon is like when my program launches in October, we'll have this, we'll have the same 75 minute call once a day. So we'll have the five calls a week, but I'm going to make one of them an open coaching call where you can get on and sign up for coaching. And there won't be any pre signups before. We'll just have that one spot that's just open. So you can just hop on. And anyone can get on and raise their hand and I'll just get through as many as I can. And we'll do it for like 90 minutes. Mm. So that we'll do that eventually. But right now, like just practice, watch what your brain is doing. And it's going to start transforming and you're going to take so much power back in your life. And we are, we are just, learning so many amazing things here together. And I love it. Okay, guys, I hope you have an amazing, amazing weekend. Thank you, Brenda, for all of your wisdom and knowledge and experience that you brought to your coaching today. It was just phenomenal to listen to and observe and be a part of. And I know you helped everyone who is here live or listening to this on the replay. So thank uh, you. You're so welcome. You'll get an email from me with our very first feel it Friday video, you'll get that in about in the next hour or so. I'm going to see if I can just get it right out to you. Um, so you'll get that. It'll have all five recordings from the week, including this one right now. And it's just like a six minute video teaching you, uh, our feel it Friday. Although I said, feel good Friday in the first one. And I was like, no, I'm telling them to feel good. That's that goes against everything I'm teaching them. I can't call it feel good Friday. It has to be feel it Friday. So I got it all figured out. (laughs) So disregard that I introduce it in the first video in that way. It's going to be feel it Friday from now on out, because I want you to feel whatever you want it, whatever you're feeling in the moment, process it. And then, uh, release it 
All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much. And I will see you back here on Monday, early 9 a.m., 9 a.m. Mountain Time on Monday because I'm going to a team retreat that day and I wanted to do this before I went up there. So, all right, guys, catch you then. Bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.